Hi friends, welcome to the Connected Families podcast. I'm Stacy Bellward, your host. Our main aim for this podcast is to guide you towards God's truth, his grace for you so that you can pass on God's grace and truth to your children. Well, I'm so glad you tuned in today. Today, I have a guest named Katie Wetzel. Among other qualifications, she is a parent coach through Connected Families. Together, we are going to talk about mom guilt. Now, moms can feel guilty about all the things from giving our kids pop to snapping at them when we get angry. Well, now I know that dads have guilt too, but we're moms. So we're going to talk about what is guilt, what is shame, and what does our faith say is true about them? So welcome, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Excited to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm going to have you introduce yourself in a moment, but today we're going to tackle, I think, kind of a deep and emotional topic, but we're up for the task, aren't we? Yep. Lots of practice. (laughs) We're going to answer the question, is mom guilt good? And I can imagine that there is a lot of reactions from our listeners when they hear that question. Okay. So we're going to dive into that, but first tell us about yourself. Well, like you said, I am a parent coach. I've been certified by Connected Families. I've also been trained in SPACE, which stands for Supportive Parenting of Anxious Childhood Emotions. So I have a few extra tools for when anxiety is a big factor in your family. But I have been a pediatric nurse a little bit longer than I have been a mom of four kids, okay. uh, six through 15. So I've had a lot of practice with processing guilt myself, (laughs) as well as coming alongside families as they work through big feelings about their children and their themselves. So I, um, I'm excited to continue to encourage myself (laughs) and other moms around me. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, we're going to dive into that story of your experience with guilt (laughs) in our topic today. So love that you are a nurse practitioner. So you know, the science around all this. I wonder if you can break down the reasons why moms feel all the feels, you know, we feel it deeply when things are happening in our house. So can you explain that? Yeah, I think I mean, all humans deal with guilt, right? Guilt is not a new feeling for moms, but it hits us at an intensity that sometimes is surprising to us. Um, And there's a few reasons for that, you know, regarding our relationship to our kids in ways that it's different from maybe other relationships we've had. One is that we have a lot more responsibility to our children than we do to other adults, right? Mm -hmm. They are more dependent on us. And we don't clock in and out like we do a job. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Right? (laughs) So even if I send my kids to public school, I still have a responsibility for their learning. Even if I send them to Sunday school, I still have a responsibility for their spiritual development. Mm -hmm. So my responsibility, there's no clock out time, as I mentioned. And our kids are so vulnerable. You know, they are so dependent on us and our brains are actually wired to really connect deeply to have this bond with our children. And it can be really difficult for parents to find healthy boundaries within that. Mm -hmm. Um, When my child is hurting, I'm hurting. And sometimes it can be intense to the degree that it is, you know, for some moms hard to 
think about it reasonably to get up to the parts of our brain that are able to reason through what's happening because the feelings are so intense in connecting with our kids. And and some people, because the feelings are so tense, they might block, they might have a block to that bond and then feel guilty, you know, defensive because it's so hard to look at my guilt or if I'm doing it right or wrong, it's too intense. So again, Mm -hmm. that depends on temperament, but all that to say the bond that we have with our children creates a more intense sense of responsibility and entanglement. I just wanted to validate why mom guilt feels so frequent and intense. Yeah. (laughs) Versus. So it's the way God made us, Mm -hmm. but then we feel so strongly. Sometimes it's really hard to separate our kids' emotions from ours. Right. I think, especially when they're feeling extremely disappointed or Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, situations with friends and they're feeling like left out all of those kinds of things. We feel it deeply, but I found it really interesting when you said that then sometimes depending on our temperament, we can't handle that. And mm-hmm. so then we push away. That's a whole nother podcast. It is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. But you throw in there other things that can come with parenthood, which lack of sleep, increased uh-huh. stress, uh-huh. overwhelm, hormonal changes, whether it's postpartum or we're starting to go through perimenopause when our daughters are going through adolescent changes, you know, oh their hormones, our hormones, <laughs> yes. you know, and, and husbands can feel guilt too, but they don't quite have the cycling that we do or the season, you know, the periodic hormonal yeah. impacts. And I, and I think there's a gift in those seasons, mm-hmm. but it does intensify the feelings. Okay. So I think that there's moms that are like, I don't want to feel this much. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's just hard. But today we want to break apart guilt and shame because all those emotions are hard to pull apart. They feel almost like an onion to me. Mm. (laughs) And maybe, so maybe we just created the onion. We kind of explained what that onion is. And now we're going to pull it apart Mm -hmm. because I guess we're going to ask the question, is it good? Some of it, what is good and what is not, what do we Mm -hmm. keep and what do we throw away? Yeah. Okay. So the question is mom guilt. Good. What would you say to that question? I would say yes. With a qualifier, Uh (laughs) mom guilt can be good if we recognize it. Yeah. We work to understand it, process it is maybe another way to say that. And if we submit it to God in faith, then guilt becomes an opportunity to trust God more fully, to be known more fully, to be loved more fully, and to trust him more fully, and to be able to see him more clearly work in our lives and our children's lives. Okay. Um, Huh. Okay. So it's good if we let God use it. Yep. Yeah. If we put it through the filter of our faith. Yes. And that that guilt can be an opportunity to not only see transformation in ourselves, but in our relationship, which is the trigger, right? Is our relationship with our children mm-hmm. or our husbands, you know, what sacrifice that might be to our husbands when we have children. <laughs> yeah. Well, I agree with you. I think that guilt can be good and that we do need to have filters for it though. And we're going to talk about those filters, specifically our faith filters, because as faith people, people who love Jesus, that we want that to be our first filter 
as we are thinking through these types of topics. So can we just define guilt and define shame? Because we do not want to confuse the two Mm -hmm. at all, right? Mm -hmm. We need to get it really clear what they are, how they are the same. I don't know if they are and how they're different mostly. So let's talk about guilt versus shame. Yeah. So guilt is about how I behaved. I behaved badly. I didn't meet some standard or expectation and it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm falling short on a spiritual sense. Guilt is about my sin. So I didn't trust God and I didn't act in faith. I think that's the kind of guilt where we have the most opportunity and we'll get into that. Guilt is also just the truth about what I did or did not do. The objective truth, just the facts, right? The fact, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just the thing, like lay it on the table. This is almost mathematical, happened. you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like that. Okay. And so guilt is I behaved bad. That is just the truth. That is mm-hmm. what happened. I didn't now, meet the standard or the expectation. We'll talk about what is that expectation in a minute, but then what is shame? So shame is more that subjective conclusion we make based on our guilt. Shame is saying, because I did this bad thing, I am bad. Ooh. That mm-hmm. what I've done says something about me. Mm-hmm. It's my identity. And it is my identity. And there is this component to shame that also makes us feel exposed. And so mm-hmm. that would be like the feeling bit of it. Like guilt is like that kind of maybe pit in your stomach, like, Oh, that didn't feel right. And shame is when you feel exposed. I think about even the original sin with Adam and Eve, once mm-hmm. they sinned, mm-hmm. then they realized they were naked and felt ashamed and tried to cover themselves. Yeah. And that to me is the kind of indication when I feel exposed and vulnerable and want to hide. That's my clue that I'm diving into shame. Ooh, that's good. Okay. So shame is really like, I am bad. Mm-hmm. I am not okay. I am not enough. I cannot measure up. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a phrase, isn't it? How many of us feel that I cannot measure up to what's expected of me right now? That's a deep held core belief. Mm-hmm. I would, I would say shame guilt is about just our behavior. I'm, you know, I still know who I am, but in this moment I behave bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So we've just sort of differentiated the two, but I've got an example for us. Okay. (laughs) That I want to apply. Okay. Cause we need to get to, what does this really look like in daily life? Okay. So here's my first example, Katie, that we can pull apart, right? A mom is trying to get the kids out the door, right? She's got maybe a four-year-old and a six-year-old first grader, right? And she's telling them, get your shoes on and they're not. And she's just like, gets frustrated, upset, you know, yanks the child down to the ground, roughly puts the shoes on just is, is yelling and upset and gets them all off. And that afternoon, she just thinking through that and darn it. Like I didn't want to show up that way. Mm -hmm. Is that shame or is that guilt? Yeah. So if she's just thinking, like you said, I didn't like, I don't want to show up that way. Mm -hmm. That's guilt. Like I, there's a standard I'm not meeting. I didn't like how that went down, how I behaved. I don't want to hurt my children or cause them fear. Those are all good things, right? To not feel okay being rough and being impatient Mm because the Bible tells us love is patient (laughs) and love is kind. Yeah. And love is kind, right? And so I think there's no judgments about me. It's judging my 
behavior. But if I move into from that realization that I didn't show up how I wanted to, that I didn't meet the standard, if I go into such a mess, I just can't get it together. I don't know how to do these mornings. And my kids just, I can't get them to listen to me. My kids don't like me or respect me. And why would they? I'm such a meanie. Like, you know, just that, that spiral of thought. I'll never get it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe this is my family. This is what I thought it would be. And like, you know, my fantasy is crutched. (laughs) We can go on and on right there. You and I have a little experience with that, Katie. Oh gosh. But I feel like that was a great example of moving from guilt to shame. It's interesting that this is our thoughts. We're talking about our thought life here. And we haven't even got into guilt and shame toward about our kids' behavior. This is just us. Yeah, right. <laughs> but you could see how those things then can trans can be projected towards our kids. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's my other example. Mom rushing from school, getting the kids to the dentist, and then off to youth group. And they went to McDonald's for supper. Oh, now she, after the fact, she's like, Oh, I feel so like I should not have fed them McDonald's. Why do we do that again? So is that guilt or is that shame? So the guilt is I don't want to feed my kids fast food and I don't yeah. feel good about that. Right. Some moms are like, I have no problem feeding fast food. Sure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but in this situation, this mom, it hasn't met some standard she has. And so she is feeling some guilt and we'll go into more about how to understand that is that is that guilt she should hold on to or not the shame would be just taking that guilt not to the lord but into my identity again mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. the shame would be taking that guilt and making conclusions about myself based on it that I'm a failure. I must not love my kids as much as I think I do that. I fed them that way. I'm so bad at time management. I just, I can't get us everywhere at the same time. I don't know what to do. What's wrong with me. I mean, everybody else is getting their kids to church and feeding and like making home cooked meals. Like, why can't I do it too? Like, how do they have it together? I don't, you know, some people really get hung up in comparisons or the opposite. Well, at least I took them to church. You know, I could sit them at home and have an organic gourmet meal, but we'd never go to church because I wouldn't have time, you know, (laughs) Yeah, you can kind of deflect the shame too that way. There's a lot of ways it can show up. Yeah. I, I think that the reason I use that example is because I think that moms often feel a lot of guilt around other people's expectations. You know, what does the doctor say about should I give juice or, or milk or, you know, what organic food or not or nookie or not or, you know, nursing or farming, all, like all of the world's like views of how we are supposed to raise our kids. And we can feel guilty about that. And yeah, and I just feel like uh, we need to be careful about mm-hmm. whose standard we're living by and then letting sway our emotions and how mm-hmm. we're thinking. Yeah, yeah. And I think that first example, if I'm going to take my guilt to the gospel instead of to shame, I recognize that I didn't meet God's standards. Like I mentioned before, God has told me his love is patient and kind. And so I would take my guilt to God and say, forgive me in Jesus name. Holy spirit, help me remember God's gentle kindness towards me and guiding me be with me to help me love my children the way you love me, even if we're running late, you know, and from that I'm released from that 
emotional weight of my yeah. guilt and I can move into them problem solving. Mm-hmm. Or the second example, like you said, if I stop and think about it, you know, this is my standard. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you can't eat a hamburger from McDonald's or uh-huh, you know, right. fast food or that God only loves organic food for our bodies or whatever. I love, I mean, nutrition is really important to me. So I kind of relate to this one for sure that it is a standard. I want to feed my children nutritious food and that is good. Mm-hmm. But when I look at this, I can say, you know what, God, you've told me what my children need most is your bread of life, mm-hmm. right? What nutrition is most important is your word. And so God, I pray they don't get sick from this fast food I gave them. <laughs> yeah. And God, I pray for the kind of nourishment that only you can give. And I thank you for this community that I can take them to youth group and have people speak into them. And so you can see how it moves my focus towards the spiritual good instead of the temporal compromise, if that makes sense. That's good. And your thought process was then very intentional. It was, I, you know, I know this is what I want. This is how I want to live, but I can think through the situation and apply really my faith to it and truth to it. So we are going to go to a break, uh, but when we come back, I want to give a little bit of that foundation of our faith and how we think about these things through our faith. And then I want to get into your story, Katie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I promised everyone we were going to talk about your story and how you came through guilt and shame. All right. So we will be back just after the break. We are excited to announce that over the last weeks and months, the team here at Connected Families has been creating and reimagining our Connected Families website, a website that's not only mobile first and user friendly, but also packed with practical resources to equip you to lead your family with grace. Looking for answers to your toughest parenting struggles? We encourage you to head over to connectedfamilies.org and check it out. Spread the word so many more families can experience life-giving content. Well, Kitty, we're back after the break. And what I'd like us to do now is just infuse some faith into what we believe about shame and guilt. And so as we talk about this, we have to talk about the old self, don't we? Yeah. So guilt is the primary problem. Our guilt and our shame is the primary problem that Jesus answered by coming, right? It is so central to our faith as Christians. And that's why it's so powerful for our mom guilt. And so if we take it to the Lord and remember even my sin in motherhood, (laughs) whether it's sin or not, like we've done the work and said, okay, there is some sin. I either have done something against what you've told me to do, or I just was not trusting you. I was holding a standard that was not yours. We look at our guilt in our old self, we were a slave to sin. There wasn't hope. It did define us. Yeah. But Jesus came to give us new life and new hope. That's right. That's right. We are new creatures. Yes. 
Our old was that we were a slave to sin. We had no control over it. We didn't have the self-control and the power, but now we are new creatures. We love second Corinthians five 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. And then in verse 21, later on, he says, and he, God, the father made Jesus who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we, Katie, you and me and everyone listening who has faith in Jesus, that we might become the righteousness of God. And I love that because the truth of our faith here is that we are righteous. Once we have faith in Jesus that he came, we are in right standing before him. It's a done deal. It's not a gradual process. Once we have faith, we are righteous before the Lord. We have a new identity and it's instantaneous. The thing is that we are still growing in holiness. So we do still sin Mm -hmm. and we feel guilty about that sin. And then isn't that a beautiful work of the Holy Spirit that he convicts us of our sins so that we can become more holy and work to become more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's the truth that can be our foundation as we're working through these situations, like, you know, being rough with our kids and getting their shoes on and, you know, or should I feel guilty around going to McDonald's or not? Some of, Mm -hmm. some of these things that we deal with in life. I am righteous. That is the truth about who I am. And the Holy Spirit is living in me to cause me to have good guilt. Like, yeah, I want to live different and I want to be more like Jesus and Holy Spirit, you're going to help me move on. So how does faith infuse the idea of shame? Yeah. So Jesus despised shame, right? And so for me to live in it, contradicts, right? Like that is not why he died on the cross. So I could keep feeling shame. He died on the cross to remove it from me. And so I receive his love. I receive his love and the power of what he did on the cross to not be ashamed because my guilt does not define me. I can be honest and I can look at it without feeling the need to hide or deflect or, or even to try harder, to be honest, I'm somebody who just tries harder. Yeah. And that is opposite of the point. I have a helper. Mm. I have the Holy spirit to transform me. I can't just try harder. I need God's strength. And my weakness is when his strength is made perfect. And so I can move forward, not ashamed and not despairing because he already knew and took care of it. And he's yeah. the one I answer to. <laughs> yeah, That's so good. I feel like when we're living in shame and all of those voices, you know, you're not good enough. Isn't that denying what Jesus did on the cross to make you a new creature, a new creation that you now have power over sin, that I am alive in Christ. And, and yeah, that's a powerful thought. When that is exactly the turning point in my story. Is Um, it? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Please tell us about your story, Katie. So I had mom guilt from the moment I was pregnant, like everyone. When my oldest was about four, he was having some significant digestion problems. And Mm -hmm. I was a pediatric nurse practitioner. Like Mm -hmm. 
I should know what to do, but this was my child. And I was the one giving him food and preparing his meals. And it broke my heart to think that I was feeding something to cause him this pain and dysfunction. (laughs) And I struggled with shame for not being able to figure it out. I struggled with shame because I felt like, oh my God, I have all this knowledge and and I, I can't even help my own kid. And it, like I said before, like for me, it made me try harder and, but in an anxious way, because I was trying in my own Mm -hmm. strength. And I I was just like, well, just need to go to more professionals and do all these things. And, And it was really even counterproductive because I was so anxious. It was hard to get clarity from anything I did. And I was in a small group with church and talking about it and just hearing myself talk about my guilt and feeling it. But in that context of believers, I realized like Jesus took my guilt on the cross Mm. and I love Jesus because Mm -hmm. he loved me that way. Mm -hmm. Like how me holding on to my guilt and trying to fix it myself is denying that great love he showed me. And I love him too, too much to keep doing this. And so I accepted again, that even this, even my sins and ignorance, even if it was a sin, whatever it was, even this is feeling that God knew that and took care of it too. And that kind of freed me from my spring. And it allowed me to come into receiving his love for my child too. And I was able to hear again, those promises of his care and his provision for me and my family. And it helped me move forward with trusting in him. Yeah. To guide us to answers, trusting in his timing, trusting in my identity as a mom and the future of my son and his health. And it was just a really sweet opportunity to commune that much more deeply with God. I know from my background as a coach and neuroscience that when we've had thoughts that have been repetitive and they, you know, they're going on in our mind. It's almost like you're building brain highways to these certain places. And we can do that, right? That would be, you could do that with your guilt or with your shame, or, you know, I should. So it's not like you can just turn that off always. So Mm -hmm. you had that moment with your, with your small group at church and you had that realization, that new awareness, Mm -hmm. like, wait a minute, like I'm denying the love of Christ and what he's done. But then can you talk about right there? Then how did you walk that out? Yeah. So one of the things I love about parenthood is you get lots of opportunities to practice. Yes, we do. <laughs> and, you know, if you screw up once, you'll get another chance. And building on that, because it did deepen my faith, I was a lot more able to catch myself. I became more aware that I did mm-hmm. that. And that my striving was my red flag of doing that. So you were asking yourself what's going on inside of you and you were noticing Mm -hmm. yourself and how you were showing up. Yeah. Yeah. And I was a lot better about recognizing that guilt. And again, it depends on the severity of all those other factors, how quickly I turned to God. But I knew that's what I needed to do next. I didn't feel stuck in my guilt and in that cycle. I knew what I needed to do next. Did want to mention like a few years later was probably the darkest season of our parenthood for a lot of different factors I won't go into. 
but it was so dark and I felt so inadequate because it was such a struggle that I had this moment where I was sitting on my steps, looking at my minivan and just Mm. like, I could just drive away and then they could find a new mom. (laughs) My husband could find a new wife and they Mm -hmm. could find someone who could love them so much better than I can, you know? And that was like the the moment. And I just took it to God and went, God, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like speak to me. And I felt like God told me like, I have put you here on Mm -hmm. purpose. Mm -hmm. I have brought you into this family. I have brought these children under your care, not because you're perfect, because I am, because I have something greater mm-hmm. than what you could provide in your perfection, you know, and like to just trust what I'm doing in yeah. this struggle, in this suffering and in your, again, in my weakness, he is strong. And yeah. so came back in the house and I was like, okay, I'm gonna mess up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust God to cover it. I'm going to trust him to work all things together for good. And I'm going to trust that what he is doing in our lives is a story of redemption. That's what he's done for me. And that's what he's going to do in this family is redeem all this brokenness that I'm seeing right now for his glory. And so it helped me move away from the shame of (laughs) my limits as a human being (laughs) and get my focus back on his power and his ability and how he wants to glorify himself through broken people like me. Oh, Katie, thank you for telling that story. That was powerful. And I know that so many listeners really resonated with that story because we've all had those thoughts. Am I really the mom for these kids? I don't think I'm doing a good enough job. Are you sure God? It's me. Are you sure? You know, and it just strikes me that that has to be the voice of our accuser and our enemy. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, I know that we can, we can, you know, those thoughts can come from ourselves too, right? Because we can be very critical of ourselves, but that is not from Jesus. And there have been times, there have been times I'll say no out loud. Like once I, in that moment where I was so deep and I recognized it, I I recognize like that is not when God spoke to me, he said something very different. Yes. And so when those thoughts would try to creep back up, I'd be like, nope, that's not what God said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it strikes me. That's scripture too, right? Ephesians five or six. It's the, you know, the armor of God, it's stand firm, stand firm. So if we would say, what is a way to fight back against shame? Stand firm, Mm -hmm. find those truths that, you know, God made me righteous. God has given me an identity of, I am a new creation. Mm -hmm. I am filled with giftings through Jesus. I can do everything. Or the one that you said, right in my weakness, he is strong. This is not just about me all alone by myself, raising my kids, you know, that I have to have everything that I need right now. No. Are you kidding me? I have the God of heaven, you know, that is my helper every Mm -hmm. day. That's who I have. And we can speak that against the accuser who wants to tell us that we are not enough. Mm Mm-hmm or too much or not right or whatever angle that voice comes in to your head is to test it against God's word. But what does God say about Mm -hmm. who I am and what his purposes are in our life and in our relationships? Yeah. He said Mm -hmm. to you, I have given you those children. Mm -hmm. It was my plan that you would be their mother. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So Noticing in those hard moments and 
practicing going to God, but even outside the moments, you know, when you're having prayer, or if you're someone who does daily devotions, like have that moment of confession. Um, I think of Psalm 139, where it's like, you know, you know me, God, search me, you know, mm. see if there's any offensive way in me, just like approaching the throne of grace with confidence because, Amen. because of the mercy and grace that he has for us. And then saying to God, if I know what my guilt is, giving it to him. If I don't know, like, show me, show me where I'm being defensive. Yeah. Show me where I'm avoiding. Show me where I'm trying to work for my salvation. Right. Um, so I think you can do it in the moment and outside the moment. And yeah. then also having people in your life to encourage you in that mm-hmm. who aren't going to say, oh no, don't feel guilty about that. <laughs> You know, but people Ooh, who are going to press one there. in or people who make you heap on judgments that are not scriptural. <laughs> True. Finding that safe place where you can be honest and people who will pray, who you can confess to and will yeah. pray with you for God's Holy Spirit to help you see things rightly, your guilt rightly. Yep. Is this something to be guilty about or not? Mm-hmm. And what's the way forward? How do yeah. we trust in God moving forward? Yeah. What a rich conversation that we've been having. So is mom guilt good? It is good because we do want to become more like Jesus. But that is true when we have a solid foundation that I am righteous because I put my faith in Jesus and my righteousness is non-negotiable and it's not gradually improving. It, it I have all of it right now, but I'm still working on getting more, we, we call it holy, you know, becoming mm-hmm. more like Jesus. And so because of all that, I can approach the throne of grace. Like you just said, that verse is, is amazing. I can remember asking my Bible teacher, okay, you know, we are righteous. I'm trying to understand that, but what about our sin? And she said, oh, this is how it works. When the accuser Satan comes to the father and wants to accuse us and say, Stacy, she did that. You know, she treated her kids. Ooh, not great. Jesus leans over and he mm. says, Oh no, no, no. My blood covers it. Don't yeah. look at it. Don't look at it. My blood covers it. Well, and not only that Bible tells us that he's been tempted in every way we have, like he yes. gets it. Yeah. Right. Like we even have more than that. We have someone who gets it. He yeah. was tested in every way. And it's first John two, one that says, Jesus is our advocate. If any of mm. you are caught in sin, you have an advocate in Jesus. You're not yeah. alone yes. with your guilt. Yeah. And yeah. you are not your shame. Yes. Ah, so good. That <laughs> is really, really good. So we use our guilt to go to the Lord, to go mm-hmm. to his throne and to ask the Holy Spirit for help and make changes. Thanks for this conversation today, Katie. This was fantastic, super rich. Katie, I wonder as we're closing, if you have any final thoughts. And you know, my kind of last thing that as I was thinking about all this and reflecting on my own experience and thinking about other moms, that there's your guilt is such an opportunity when you take it to God, because your kids will see that when you come back and be like, I really didn't like the way I was this morning. How about Mm -hmm. we do it differently? I've really asked God, God has been so patient and kind with me. I want to be patient and kind with you. So let's practice what that would look like. 
when we're getting out the door, or Mm -hmm. let's make that a goal for tomorrow or whatever. And what a testament that is to God's power. Your kids will notice that difference. And that gives them hope. I remember one time confessing to my kids. I was like, I felt like I still kept, I kept screwing up. But then the scripture today and the sermon reminded me of what we're talking about right now. And my son was like, mom, that's how we feel. (laughs) We feel like we keep messing up, you know, and just the hope we can model for our kids. Yeah. We can show them the power of the gospel through our own transformation. So good. Right. Yes. That's the power of change. We're standing in righteousness, but we can change. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for being with me today in this conversation. So glad to have you here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Love talking about this stuff. Hey, friends, if you found this podcast useful, please rate and review so others can find us more easily. I'd also like to let you know that the conversation that I had today with Katie will continue every Monday over on the clubhouse app. We have live conversations where you can just listen, or you can raise your hand and ask a question and join in the conversation. We would love to have you join us over there. We put links in the show notes for some of the verses that we mentioned and other helpful links. Hey, we'd love you to go and check out our brand new website. Go to connectedfamilies.org. I'll see you next time.